Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Footballers Dynasty Podcast with Borg, Betts, and a baller. Welcome in. Wednesday, September 27th. We're back. It's the Fantasy Footballers Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Borgannoni, and I am joined by my facial-haired friends, Matthew Betts and Jason Moore. Oh, how dare you? How dare you lump me <laughs> and my beautiful beard in with, I know that right now this is audio only, we don't have video, but that is, that is for the Foot Clan, that is for our listeners, so they do not have to be subjected to whatever is growing on your disgusting face, Matthew Betts. If this was video, we would 100% be getting flagged for this. I mean, Hide your kids. This yeah. is... Not you should not be seeing this. Uh, I feel bad for you guys. I am happy for the Foot Clan. They do not have to experience this. But yeah, Kyle and I, I have feel bad about it. for any parent walking down the street who uh-huh. sees you. I mean, yeah. I, 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 my if wife I was down there with, with my children, I would I would probably pick them up and carry them at that. My point, kids have cried every time they've seen me for the last two weeks. Oh, um, I am rocking a crusty. I mean, crusty goatee currently that will be turned into a mustache in approximately ten days or so. Yes, my, my brother-in-law is getting married, and he has requested all the guys rock a mustache on the wedding day. So, yeah, I look disgusting right now, but I'm I'm proud of it, guys. I'm proud. Can I just say, as you know, a member of this company, we haven't had our you know annual HR review, and that's on Mike, who's head of HR. But I feel like we should draft something about you know just decency in the workplace because I I, I am I for one am intimidated. And uh, I don't know, Jason, is that something that maybe we can get going at HQ? Yeah, yeah, HQ is going to definitely get that going. We, we, you know, we've got standards to keep. <laughs> I, we're <laughs> glad you're here. We're glad you're with us on this audio format. We're talking Dynasty and we're talking old people today. We're talking geriatrics on this show because for some reason, week three wanted to gift us with all of the old people rising up and rioting for fantasy football purposes. I mean, like, People's rosters, like Andy's, I know, uh, for certain in Dynasty, just mm-hmm. all the old people just went to town. Yeah, they're going ham this year. And and it's crazy because the Dynasty 
I don't know. The, the, the way that we usually say things is like, okay, well, once they get old, you should trade them away and you get some value. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work if your team's competing and these players are showing out for your teams. Like That's one of the beauties of Dynasty. You can't just give across-the-board directives of, here's the advice, move on. Like Every league is different. And every team that has, I don't know, Adam Thielen on it, who we're not going to talk a ton about today, but like, you're not just trading Adam Thielen away for beans if you're competing. Like He's helping your team, and you probably didn't expect it, right? Yeah, I mean, there needs to be in most dynasty leagues, most well-run dynasty leagues, there needs to be a consolidation of aged veterans going to the contending teams, right? I mean, that, that should work itself out naturally where the teams that aren't competing need to capitalize on these veterans who aren't going to help them when it matters for them. And then the teams that are competing uh, need to go after some of these guys um, so that that can be put over the top. We're going to, we're going to discuss which ones maybe are worth grabbing, uh, trading for which ones maybe you should trade away on the hotness, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right. The context of what is your team? Where are you at in your league? It matters. There is almost never a universal answer in fantasy for any player other than Zach Wilson for everyone else. You know, there has to be context you think that in Zach Wilson's like family league, it's a little different? Like he's a hot commodity. I don't think so. No, no, I not don't. a chance. I mean, no, I guess if he's wire. in the league, he's like, oh yeah, check this out. But then he again, would, I want to draft like the wide receiver Jason Moore in my leagues, and he doesn't even play football. Listen, Zach Wilson would not start himself currently in this in this version of himself. Not a chance. And hey, Trevor Simeon, is he the dude? I. I you know what? Trevor Simeon did some box score hunting two years ago. He had a couple of top five performances. So maybe that draft, I just want to quickly just sidebar here. That mm. draft, those quarterbacks, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. The boys. It was supposed to be one of the most full, high-end, elite quarterback draft classes in a long, long time. It reminded me quite a bit of the one where we had uh, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen and it pretty much everyone busted except for Josh Allen. And, and I think this year everyone's going to bust. Well, right, Lamar wasn't the in the first, though. Right. He was at the very uh, end of oh, the first. Oh, that's right. They traded up, got that fifth year. Um, and then uh, hopefully Trevor Lawrence can right the ship, although this last week, this maybe this season, I, I've been very disappointed um with what we've seen you you expect a level up given everything that is working around him you know he's got the coaching staff to do it he's got the weapons to do it he's got the division to do it like the stars have aligned and he has misplaced his uh you know binoculars to look at the stars you don't look at stars with binoculars what, what are you, <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? I saw you i saw you looking for the word you couldn't find it uh, a telescope? Yeah. Is that what we're looking there for? There you go. There you go. Maybe he <laughs> found his binoculars, and that's the problem. That's his. That's his issue. Is that he never learned the difference between those two? All five oh. of those quarterbacks, though, in that class of so Trevor Lawrence, ones we just named, I feel like they've ping ponged every single year between: are they good, or do they have a chance, or do they not have a chance? Like we we've done it with Wilson, where it was like discarded him. It's like okay, well, at least he's on your roster. Okay, now we're throwing him away. Lance, we ping ponged forever. Lawrence, we ping pong last year, and now we're back to like, uh. And then, you know, Mac Jones, same thing. At least we're getting pass attempts this year. And then Justin Fields, like all five of those quarterbacks 
depending on the last two years when you talk to somebody, you could have had value for them in Dynasty. And now it's like all five. I mean, who do you who would you rather have on a Dynasty roster right now? Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Oh, Trevor Lawrence without without rem- the remotest question. I mean, we we kind of talked about this on the main show with Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields fantasy football believer. Um, I, I'll trade for Justin Fields right Keyword, now. Fantasy I, football. You 100%. I will trade for Justin Fields in a redraft right now, and you probably don't have to. You can wait for waivers to run tomorrow, and he might be there, and I'll go hard after him. I want Justin Fields on my roster. Justin Fields is going to put up monstrous fantasy performances the rest of the season. I, I don't even I, I don't even think that's a question or a hot take. Uh, it just feels stupid right now with how bad he's playing real football. But the problem for dynasty leagues with Justin Fields is that real football matters. Real football doesn't really matter in redraft. You know, it's just opportunity and points you're scoring. But in dynasty, if you're not good at real football, you don't keep your job. And so the Bears are going to be right now, it looks like they will be, I mean, between their pick and Carolina's pick, they're going to have a top four pick, if not the first pick. They will be in a position to draft a great new quarterback, they will 100% be drafting a great new quarterback. Uh, you know, I, 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 what it would take for them to not draft and replace Justin Fields this coming offseason, there's only one thing that can happen, and that's Justin Fields completely leveling up, winning too many games in order to for, for them to not have that pick, but he still can't even control Carolina giving them that pick. He's just got to prove that he's a star player. And I, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you can play the first three weeks looking how he looks, kind of how he looked last year, and then magically change. You can magically change for fantasy. You could be like, oh, we're just going to have him run the ball a ton because he's not throwing well and score great for fantasy. But for winning ball games for the Bears, so yeah, it's not a question for me. Trevor Lawrence has a long-term job. Trevor Lawrence is a starter for the next eight years, even if he's mediocre, even if he turns into you know peak Andy Dalton. Um, but... Justin Fields, I'm guessing, doesn't have a job next year. Yeah, I completely echo all that. I brought him up last time the three of us talked two episodes ago. Like, look, the warning signs are there. And I was hoping we'd see something in the last couple of weeks to turn it around. It's gotten worse. I mean, you were early. Not just on the field, but like off the field. I mean, the vibes cannot be worse currently, right? With the Bears, you have to win in the NFL to keep your job. And that does not look likely to happen this year. So yeah, I'm I'm worried if I have Fields and Dynasty. I do agree though, like the rushing attempts I think are coming. They they have to. That's the only only option. But is he a starter next year? Mm, I don't think so. It's funny because I I I agree. I would take Trevor Lawrence. Before the season, you would have gotten probably a coin flip of what people preferred in Dynasty and which quarterback was on the way up. Because you've kind of said at the end of the tier, if I get one of those elite quarterbacks like in a super flex <clears> startup. <throat> Give me, you know, at least I know Lawrence or Fields will be there at the end of the first round. Mm. And now if you would have started your startup that way, you're like, oh, gosh, are are these guys like cornerstones for my team? Or is just kind of like, I don't know what I have in a couple years. So it is wild, wild how things change. Uh, We're headed into week four. And I wanted to wanted to do another uh, little retake. Jason wasn't here for this last week. So let's try this again. Oh, you kind of snuck up on me there. I am very, very sneaky, sir. I wanted to get a couple of sneaky, sneaky stat lines. For dynasty purposes, bring them up and we'll play a little game here, okay? So I didn't, I didn't tell you guys who these are and we'll have quick little discussions here, but these are some stats that I've dug up 
and the implications that it has for other players on their team too. So this first stat is for a tight end. Okay, so I didn't tell Betts, didn't tell Jason at all. This is a tight end that in week three ran 32 routes. Would you guys say that's pretty good? Yeah. That's awesome for a tight end. He saw eight targets as a tight end. That's great. That's pretty good. He led his team in targets per route run at 25%. What would you say about that so far? I, I mean, that's that's checking all the boxes. Okay, and and knowing me, what am I trying to do? I'm just trying to just pull the rug out from you, right? Yeah. That's yeah. That, Okay, so through three weeks, this tight end has a 21% targets per route run number. That's better than Mark Andrews, better than Evan Ingram, and I'm going to throw this in there. It's better than Kyle Pitts, and I threw Kyle Pitts in there for a reason. Do you guys want to guess who this tight end is? Oh, I know it. Yeah. Is it oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Is it? Is it Jonu Smith? It is Jonu Smith, people. Oh, my, oh my gosh. What's funny <laughs> is the whole time that depressing. you were talking, I thought it was Evan Ingram. I thought, oh, he's he's running a ton of routes. He's high in targets per route run. He's doing well. And then you said he's the 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 targets per route run number is higher than Evan Ingram. I go, well, there's my guess. <laughs> so gross. Isn't that gross? 50% of their targets last week went to tight ends. Like Kyle Pitts had nine. So like I can't disparage Kyle Pitts based on what he did. It's more of saying the offense and the way that it was functioning, 17 targets went to the tight end position, guys. So, yeah. um, I mean, hey, anytime you have a chance to feed Janu and take away from Drake London, you, you got to do it. You just got to. You got to do it. I'll, I'll, is Janu worth a deep speculative pickup if he's on the wire? Nope. Not to me. I mean, I, uh, I guess, it. you know, in a dynasty league, you're, you're playing with scraps. You might need uh, options, but goodness uh, we're unhappy with Kyle Pitts right you're yes. super unhappy with Kyle Pitts in this system for this team for this quarterback you're never going to be able to start him confidently in this system with this quarterback blah 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 so no Johnny Smith I, I I go back to my original uh, argument you you should not pick him up okay if Kyle Pitts went down he's worth <laughs> a pickup sure yeah he can be an insurance uh tight end on the waiver wire but even then I mean if Johnny Smith wasn't around uh does that mean Kyle Pitts is doing something special I mean uh I'm looking at week one Jonu Smith had you know he was only on the field 50 percent of the time he had no targets no attempts no you know he didn't he didn't touch the ball Kyle Pitts still wasn't good yeah oh man anyway next stat number two here this is a running back who had eight red zone opportunities in week three that was tied with Tony Pollard and Devon I'm gonna mess this up a Chan? Dang it. I second guess yeah, myself. What is it? So hard. A Chan. A Chan. All right. I'm going to mess that up 100 times this year. I love that Andy talked about on the show. He was just like, I, I know we're going to mess this up five seconds later. Messes it up. All right. So, eight red zone opportunities last week. It's pretty good. They had 42% of the snaps. That was actually their lowest of the season, but they had their best fantasy output of the year. They were RB11 on 18 opportunities. Okay. So, RB11 this past week, eight red zone opportunities. And the last thing I'll throw in there is their running back teammate actually had a better week than them fantasy-wise. I'm pretty confident I know who this is because I was specifically looking. I wanted to see. I, I liked this player this last week. I recommended people start him. And he had a decent game. Like you said, he was the, the running back 11. But I was surprised after the fact to look up his snap percentages being the lowest of the three weeks, I thought for sure he was out there more. So I will, I will hold off on my guess. Bets, uh, you got a, you got a, you got a guess. 
Well, after hearing you talk, I 100% know that I am incorrect. But the, <laughs> the name that came to mind, just because of the pain, uh, Kyle and I talked a lot about this a lot on our DFS show. The fact that you said he was tied with Tony Pollard for um, for the red zone opportunities, I felt like every time I watched that Cardinals game, Rico Dowdle was on the TV and I was like, what is happening? So that was the name that popped in my head. And I know he scored a touchdown, so like maybe he was a top 12 guy. That's the name that came up in my head, but I know you would not have recommended to start him. So who is it? Isaiah Pacheco? It is Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Nice, Jason. Yeah, eight red zone opportunities in a week where they were, you know, the game was done at halftime, right? Um, Is pretty awesome. And 18 opportunities. I think he's an interesting person to trade for right now in a couple different leagues. Mike and I might be trying to trade for him in a league together, and it's not working. But uh, the opportunity's there. We know the offense is good. So last stat I want to give you. It's a quarterback. This quarterback went 23 of 25 inside a clean pocket in week three. So they had a 92% completion rate in week three inside the pocket. That was number one in the league ahead of Justin Herbert. Okay? So awesome week. And on the season, this quarterback has the same exact passer rating inside a clean pocket as Patrick Mahomes. Who is this quarterback? So I've got a guess from the first one, but the 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 last part means it's impossible. I'll, <laughs> like I'll throw this out there. They slayed this past week, like way okay. better than they've been doing the first two weeks. They looked way okay. better. All right. Well, I think I mean that fits my guess. I just would be shocked if from a clean pocket he has the same numbers as Mahomes because he has not looked good to me this season. But I know he threw a lot of passes this last week. I'll say and... that this quarterback has been really bad when pressured. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. It's Deshaun yep. Watson. Yeah, okay. That's what I was going to throw out, too. Yeah, he looked good this past week. I, I, hey, he looked good to everyone not named Mike Wright. If you don't have any context right, on that, yeah. listen to yeah, take, show. Take lock. Take <laughs> Yeah. Dude completed yeah. over 80% of his passes, and Mike was like, nope, didn't see it. <laughs> no, he was, he was good against the Titans, but, I mean, the Titans' pass defense is not good. Yeah, I think, I think my... You know, the the ceiling of what I think Watson like still was open. It's hard for me to say like, oh man, could he finish as a top five quarterback ever again? It, based on this version, no. But like he can be a QB eight this year. And you would be very happy with that if he finishes QB eight, right? Yeah. 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 I I I was I was encouraged based on what I saw. So if they can give him a clean pocket, he's good. If he's pressured, but that, that's so many quarterbacks in the league, right? Like, when things break down, Sam Howell's going to just fart around, right? Like, those are the kind he of quarterbacks. this past weekend. <laughs> he, he was scared, scared this past week. So, uh, those are sneaky stat lines for the week. Maybe we'll throw out some more sneaky stuff uh, later on. But let's get to our main segment. Old, bland, and undervalued. Nothing says old people like Pop the Weasel, right? That is pretty old. It's it, guy. This is a drop that footballers hasn't used since 2017. Jason, it's been a while. Actually, it's pretty old. I found found the episode, and uh, yeah, we were talking. You were talking about uh, Larry Fitzgerald, which made sense for the episode. He was pretty old. <laughs> Very fitting. <laughs> Sidebar. So. You know, we're we're dads here. Have you guys thought about like as an old person, like 
do you have a grandpa name for yourself that you want to be grandpa persona? Like pop pop or yeah. something. Poop pop. I have not thought about that because I'm going to be honest with you, Kyle. I really do not want to be a grandpa soon. I've got a daughter who is 14 and I would like to put off being a grandpa for as long as possible. Okay. You're the closest grandpa of this group. Usually it's yeah. Andy, but it's you, Jason. Yeah, today it's me. You know, yeah. congratulations. All right. So old, bland, and undervalued is not something you usually want to say with Dynasty, right? Usually it's like young, sexy, and just to the moon is what we're going for. We want to discuss some players that so far their performances have been really good. And maybe ask the question, will it continue? Will there be some trade values? We mentioned Adam Thielen and Betts, you said you had some legal obligation that you could not talk about him today. That's right. This came down from corporate. Uh, they said no positive Adam Thielen talk on any show that we do if it's not Andy. So we leave that to Andy. But I do have to just say quickly before we move on, like he's been so good. <laughs> he's been so good. And he's being he's getting targeted right so much. I'm not sure that's going to last, especially with the rookie quarterback as Bryce Young comes back eventually. But it is hard to ignore. He's been awesome. Well, that was a man who did not listen to corporate right there. <laughs> is it weird that we just like, like we're excited for Bryce Young. He's number one. We're like, hey, but like, can you just like hold off for a little while? Because like, we're kind of having fun with this team for fantasy when Andy Dalton's around. Like, it's, yes. a, it's kind of awkward. Andy Thielen. Let's go. Yeah. Um, also throw out, we're not going to talk about him today. Mike Evans has been balling out. Might have been the best call of anybody this year with Andy Holloway. Uh, with Mike Evans, so throwing that out there. And then, this is gross. I just wanted to mention that Ravens running backs are going to continue to be a thing that you pick up in Dynasty. Whoever it is, if it's Kenyon Drake this week, if it's Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, like, guys, there are going to be running backs that are on the street that will play for this team, because that's just what this team does. So, keep your eye out. Old bland, undervalued, there's a reason people don't want that. So, before we get to our picks, we're going to take a quick break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
All right, our first guy up. I'm going to let Jason start because he has maybe the hottest player in the sport. Uh, this hot uh, old guy that we're going to talk yeah. about today that we did not think we we're going to talk about who is under a two-year contract still. It's Raheem Mostert, 31 years old. 31.4 years young, Kyle. Um, as Raheem Mostert will point out himself when he's asked about his age and how he's able to do this right now, he he says, look, I, I didn't have a lot of tread on my tires. <laughs> you know, and he's he is not wrong. The first several uh, years of his career, he was not really involved. Uh, and, and when you say, well, yeah, I mean, maybe he was behind some players and didn't get in uh, a ton. He had 41 rushing attempts through his first four combined seasons of NFL stardom. So this is a guy who really didn't have a lot of wear and tear on the tires, and his tires are looking mighty fine. He's obviously uh, a Miami Dolphin, which means he is one of the fastest players in the league. I believe the top five fastest clocked players this year are all Dolphins, um, and Raheem Moster is the number one running back in fantasy football. Now, the reason that I like Raheem Moster is because he, unlike Devon Achan, is the starter. Jeff Wilson might come back. And when Jeff Wilson comes back, we don't know if uh, Salvin Ahmed is healthy. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's back this week. Maybe Devon Achan, Achan uh, you know, continues to get better and better as the season goes on. But Raheem Mostert's the starter. Raheem Mostert is the 1A and will be the 1A until injured, which obviously could happen, as happened most of his career. Um, but when you've got a player where you go, well, he's either active and awesome or injured and I know not to start him, that's pretty much a fantasy dream situation. Now, this is a two-year contract. I do not at all necessarily expect anything from next season um you know he's he is he'll be 32 next year at running back at some point um you know he'll slow down I'm not looking at him as anything but a help me this year in dynasty asset if you have him congratulations I would say that if you have him you are already in the running right like if right. you've been starting him you're probably two and one at least uh, or you've got a good chance to be two and one or three and zero, oh. and if you're at that point right now, then that means you're able to get to the playoffs. And if you're able to get to the playoffs, Raheem Mostert's going to help you. So I would not trade him away. But there are players like this where even a competing team thinks in dynasty that they think the wrong way about dynasty assets. They think I have to get something for him because he will be an expiring asset not realizing that getting something from him is maybe better than getting something for him. Uh, he is the the right now the number one most valuable asset in fantasy football through the first three weeks. So, and, and, and he's always kind of been this way. I mean, literally right now, uh, the yards per carry in the Super Bowl era, uh, minimum 500 career carries. This stat is courtesy of good friend of the show, Ian Harditz. Uh, you got Bo Jackson at 5.42, Jamal Charles 5.38, Nick Chubb 5.26, Kerry Gus Edwards at 5.15, 5 
But that is number two through five. Number one is Raheem Mostert. He's always been a chunk yardage machine. He's not going anywhere. This offense isn't going anywhere. So I'm I'm completely in on Raheem Mostert. And if I were if I don't have Raheem Mostert in a dynasty league, I'm gonna go offer something for him because and I'm not I'm not gonna try to pay up. I'm gonna try to just say, hey, you should try to capitalize on a 31-year-old running back having three good weeks and get something for him because you'll never get something from him again in the future. He's so old, and hopefully I get it. And if I if I do, I'm happy. If I don't, I tried. Yeah, there is there is a wide range, though, of what people could pay because I think the sentiment with Mostert is, oh, it can't keep up or he'll get hurt. That's just who he is. The problem with that kind of thinking is you need to win. And I love how the way you put it, Jason's like, instead of thinking like, what can I get for him? Like, you're getting crazy production. You might be a team that says, I'm not great. I didn't. I went into this year thinking I'll be middle of the road. Maybe I'll rebuild, whatever. And all of a sudden you're two and one or three and oh, and you have a player on your team that is actually carrying you victories. Like you can stay with this player now because I don't know, like if someone offers you a second round and I'm competing, no, I'm not taking that. I'm just going to keep riding this out. Is that, is that how you guys feel? If you've That's got how him. I feel for sure. And yeah. yeah, and you're winning and contending, then sure. And the thing about him too is like, if you did view yourself as a contender, you didn't enter the season with Raheem Mostert as like your RB2 or RB1. He's probably like your RB4, right? Just like mm-hmm. chilling on your bench and you're like, oh, sweet. I got this extra, you know, valuable asset that I didn't plan on having. So it's just like the extra, you know, little cherry on top, so to speak. But yeah, last year too, people kind of forget Raheem Mostert was recovering from that uh, cartilage replacement surgery in his knee. That takes a very long time to get back from. And if you just watch him on the field right now, like he looks super healthy, explosive. So this offense is fun, man. He's also one of the sneakiest fast players. Like I, he had a run in week two against Patriots where I go, he doesn't look like he's trying that hard. Like he just looks he, like he can just run by everybody. He gets up to speed so quickly. It's unbelievable. It's just like if he slows down a little bit to, to avoid a tackle, he just, then he, he goes zero to a hundred so quickly. And I, I, I mean, that's why he's the, you know, the Super Bowl era yards per carry champion right now ahead of Bo freaking Jackson. If, if let's just say he's on a team that is rebuilding, you're like, okay, I'm terrified. He's just going to get hurt or something's going to change or a chance going to be the guy. Would you take Raheem Mostert? Would you rather Raheem Mostert or the one ten this next year? Oh, if I'm not competing, uh, this is the time to get out, I think. Would you want more than that? Well, I don't think you you're going to know what the pick is. Right, but I'm if just you trying to name first, it. Because a first is just a such a generic term. Yeah, I mean. You paint it, it that yeah. way, of course. Right, yeah. But but everyone has a first, and that's all that they can trade. So, yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, you might want to, if you're not a contender, you obviously are going to be trading him to someone who is a contender so you would imagine that you're not getting a top five pick you know it's not going to be one of the the three or four worst teams in your league that's like let me give up a first rounder for Raheem Mostert I mean unless it's just a dumb manager which maybe that's why they're one of the three or four teams so maybe start with the bad teams offer them for a first if you're not a contender Uh, but yeah I mean I, I I think a first round pick this is what I was talking about in in these leagues in dynasty leagues there should be a consolidation of these veterans. They should they should be moved to veteran teams because veteran teams should be trading for them. But then the question is, if you're a veteran team, are you giving up a first rounder 
for Raheem Mostert? Because that, to me, seems a little pricey. I'm not sure that I would pull the trigger on that for someone that has his injury history. I think you could probably get it done for like a second and a third, you know, something like that. Like like you said, everyone knows the story with Raheem Mostert. It's like, oh, here it is, but this won't last. And that's what people think. So I'd be going for less. I, I would not give up a first, even if I am contending for Raheem. I just think you can get him way cheaper. That is one of the craziest dynasty situations. An old player that you know is going to be expiring soon that could expire as soon as next week. That's what we all think. But also is the number one player in fantasy. It's that doesn't happen very often. So uh, no, Marvel, what he's doing, he's awesome. Um, if you have him, just be excited. Bets, why don't you hit us with the next one? Yeah, we talked about his quarterback. Let's talk about the wide receiver. Mari Cooper is twenty nine point two years old. He kind of got off to a rough start in week one. Remember, it was like the rainy game against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Three catches, thirty seven yards, and everyone was like, "Oh no, this is the Deshaun Watson we knew from last year. He's terrible." And I do think. That it's not, we don't have a, a firm answer on that yet. But we saw at least positive play from him last week. And the target tree right now in Cleveland is super condensed. You've got Amari Cooper with a 23% target share, Elijah Moore, 24% target share. Both those guys over 20% targets throughout run. Amari Cooper, massive air yard share. So he's giving you kind of the upside that you're looking for and the volume. The rest of the guys on the team, they are first team all cardio. Uh, David Njoku, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, how many years are we going to do it with David Njoku, right? And then Donovan Peoples-Jones is literally out there running wind sprints. I mean, the targets are going to these two guys, Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore. And it's a small sample, so we need to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But last week in their first game without Nick Chubb, their neutral pass rate and pass rate over expectation metrics were way higher than they had been in the first couple of weeks. Now, is that a Nick Chubb you know, being out thing? Is that just taking on the pass funnel Titans? probably a little bit of both but there's a chance they go a lot more pass heavy now that Nick Chubb is out and I think Amari Cooper is going to be the primary beneficiary of that I don't think he's you know a guy that I would say is going to be a top 12 fantasy option but looking back at the end of the year if he's a wide receiver two in fantasy and you can get him for a pretty affordable price seems a little undervalued to me yeah I I agree with you and I agree that this team as a whole I talked about Watson but like they're a good team their defense is unstoppable and they have a fourth place schedule. So like a lot of their games are easier than maybe what we realize. So yeah, if you know, you're going to get, you know, eight targets a game, which is great. And, and I don't think you have to pay up for somebody who can be a wide receiver one. He hasn't been a wide receiver one since, Oh wait, last year. So like you're getting a player that is undervalued because of their age. I think he just carries like this weight of like, ah, he's always kind of banged up. He gets injured. We don't really know if Watson's good or not. Like, there will be some ups and down games. He's always kind of been that player that's streaky, but he's a player that I think you can acquire. And I think what it would cost is like a late first. So, would you give the, let's just call it 110 again? Like, you're a contending team. You think you're going to be 110 through 112. Would you give that for Amari Cooper? I think I would if you need wide receiver or you need, a, you know, uh, to fill an extra flex spot. I think that's a very fair value. Yeah, I, I, I do too. He's under contract next year. You expect to get more than just this season. He is the clear-cut number one for the team. And he's been he's just been really good his whole career. I mean, you're you're getting you're getting a an actual great wide receiver. He's not been the most beloved fantasy asset, but this is a guy that I mean, 
What what was he? He was a first round, but he was a top fourth overall. Was, yeah, the fourth overall pick because he was he was as I say drafted to be great, and since that time, his wide receiver fantasy finishes have disappointed fantasy managers, and yet he has a finish of being the wide receiver twenty two, which is good. That's not bad. That was his rookie season. The wide receiver thirteen, the wide receiver eighteen, the wide receiver nine. The wide receiver 16, the wide receiver 9 last year. He's currently the wide receiver 16. This is a very valuable asset. Maybe he didn't turn into Jamar Chase the way you wanted him to when he was drafted number four overall, but he's a good wide receiver who doesn't look like he has slowed down at all. He's the number one. He's under contract next year. Yeah, I, I would give up. I would give up an, a, a decent asset for Cooper. It's wild that he's been in the league for nine years. Yeah, he was. He came in he young. He was so young. He, yeah, he's I believe he was 13 when he was yeah, no, 14. <laughs> I just verified 14 years old when he was drafted. Him and him and Mike Evans went to preschool together. That's basically what it's been. Yeah. It's just a bunch of little baby boys that stayed in the league forever and just been consistent. So yeah, I like that one bets. I like Mari Cooper. I'm going to talk about a wide receiver I've never really mentioned before, but I just figured we'd bring him up since he's old. Um 31 years old. It's Keenan freaking Allen, guys. And Man, the, the my I haven't worn pants for the last two weeks. And why would I? Because what a time to be alive. And also, I do want to ask the question, though, because I, I brought this up to bets earlier. Keenan Allen, whenever he has to be the only guy he gets targets, they're not as efficient, though. Over the years, it's, it hasn't been as efficient. So 20 targets last week is nuts. It's just over-the-top nuts. He had 13 open receptions, which is a next-gen stat. It's the most by a wide receiver in the next-gen stats era. So, like, that's what Keenan Allen does, and that's kind of like if you were watching the game, you're like, why is he still open? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> why? What is the coverage on this play? So, Keenan Allen, since he returned last year, and Jason, you brought this stat up too, he has been the number one wide receiver in football. So, since he came back in Week 11 last year in P full PPR league. So, if you have him in full PPR, you ride this out, you think it's the best thing ever, keep going. Do you guys worry that some of his efficiency won't return in terms of just pure yardage totals? Or is it just like, and nope, I, don't, nope, no nope, worries. Nope, 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 none, zero, no worries whatsoever. Uh, he's a machine. I don't need him to be efficient. I want him to be efficient. I mean, sure. I want him to get, you know, 16 yards of reception. I, but I don't care. I don't give me nine. I mean, I don't want, nine. I want, I want higher, but like, it doesn't matter. He's going to have so many targets, so many receptions, e even in a half PPR league. He's basically been the wide receiver, the best wide receiver since he has come back last season in a full PPR. Uh, you know, he, his weekly finishes, obviously two weeks ago. Now he was the wide receiver one, so he can do it, but his weekly finishes might not ever crack the top 10 on the week again. And it won't matter because his he won't fall much below the wide receiver 20 in a week he is always in your lineup always valuable unstoppable uh, I don't have a single worry about Keenan and I know Kyle how that makes you feel inside I, I mean he's I, wearing a Keenan Allen shirt I I've been wearing this for two days straight I haven't changed this shirt <laughs> I smell terrible <laughs> I you know Jason a couple weeks ago you talked about you know sometimes you got to call a doctor and it's been well it's been a long time well over four hours it's yeah. been it's been two <laughs> weeks man it's um, been four days <laughs> so with Keenan Allen 
is there any way you could actually try to acquire him right now in a league? Because you're going to have to pay up way more than you, I don't know, should? Because you, you've hit the peak and he can just kind of say, be awesome, you know, wide receiver 10 the rest of the year kind of thing. But what is the price in Dynasty if you're saying, hey, I want this guy, he's old, he can help my team, the target share is going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to do it right this second. You're just not. You don't trade for someone like this off of back-to-back. He was the wide receiver one the two weeks ago, as I said. He was also yeah. the wide receiver one this week. Um, you, you, you just that you're paying the premium of premium. If they come out this week without Mike Williams, they have a down week, and Keenan Allen is a little bit lighter. You know, then you look to trade for Keenan Allen. There's no point in trying right now. Yeah, upcoming schedule. They also play Raider- the Raiders this week. Raiders. So- <laughs> So two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, from now. You know, you you wait two weeks, and well, that's their bye week, isn't right. it? Because that's when. Uh, so yeah, trade for him on the bye. He has a bye <laughs> when, when someone needs a someone needs a win. And then he has Dallas, and then at Kansas City, which will be an awesome game. Yeah, it's it's tough because like when when these players hit when they're old, it's kind of like I just want to ride them out. I just want to keep going, see where this goes. It was fun. You thought they were depreciating asset. All of a sudden, they get a boost in value, and I think a lot of people think I got to cash out. Ride Keenan Allen; he's the you know Jason mentioned Mostert RB one in fantasy. You just keep going, Keenan Allen, the wide receiver one in fantasy. You just keep going, like you just that that's kind of the direction you you go. So um, don't feel like you have to bail. I think I think do you think that's one of the biggest lessons here for Dynasty? Just like you don't have to cash out. There are certain types of players that you do have to cash out. Um, you know the the the. There are like Derrick Henry was a player that you might have seen some writing on the wall and said, I, I really need to cash out someone like uh, Julio back in the day, the, the, the big bodied aging wide receivers that, you know, and it, those are kind of an archetype that fails once they hit some age cliff. We see it over and over and over and they go from star to irrelevant in the blink of an eye. I worry much less about other archetypes like slot wide receivers look at Larry Fitzgerald what he did late into his career that's what Keenan Allen Keenan Allen is going to be good until he says I'm going to retire you know if Keenan Allen's 34 years old he's going to create separation close to the line of scrimmage he's not going to be a superstar you know but he's going to get the job done and move the sticks and speed those are the two like Crazy, crazy, crazy speed. Tyreek Hill. I don't worry about Tyreek Hill slowing down. He has a superpower, and a lot of these super elite speedsters, um, they don't lose their speed. You know, they they stay fast till they're forty years old. So, and that's kind of Raheem Mostert's calling card. So I, you know, sp- speed and slot guys. Uh, I'll take them. I'll take them older. Yeah. Now I have. I felt like with Keenan Allen, I've lived ten different lives since he came to the league. Because when he came in the league, you remember, he was actually a deep ball guy, like from Cal. Like, that's how they used him. Then he got Only rookie year, right? Rookie year. Then he gets hurt. And then he gets hurt again. And then he's awesome. And then he's just all, like, there's been so many different lives. And it's just, re- it's a fun ride. I hope he lives forever. So let's take one more break and we'll be right back. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, I'm going to let Jason talk again because this is an old player that on one of his dynasty teams, he is just going to ride again, potentially, potentially, maybe, could. There's a possibility that he wins another title with him. Oh, man, if I do, that would be that would be two in a row. Schneider's team no, is that better would be than yours. Three in a row. No, that would be four in a row. And then we could sing it like a song. Champ, 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 <laughs> champ, 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 champ. Uh, so I do hope to put four together. I am not trading away Devonte Adams in my situation in my league. I have not traded. This is if we haven't said in a while. If we've got new listeners, Mike and I co-manage a team uh, in uh, you know the dynasty league that we're in together, Kyle, and um, we're the champion. If you couldn't figure that out, the last three years in a row. And usually, over the last couple of years, I would have made some moves. I would have probably had to trade high on Travis Kelsey and and capitalize and get something for him. I have Derrick Henry, where I just said that's an archetype I want to get out of. Now, I talked about speed, and I talked about slot prowess as archetypes I want to keep, ones that I don't fear falling off a cliff. Devonte Adams scares me. Devonte Adams is the type of awesome, unbelievably unstoppable wide receiver that I think when it's over, it will be over. I don't think he will have the uh, I'm going to be wide receiver 24 to 36 for an extra three seasons. I, I I don't. That's just not usually how his archetype ages out. Um, he is dominant right now. He is awesome right now. You you could win a championship with him right now. And so in our situation where we've won back to back to back, we have to go for it. We have to ride this thing until it, we crash and burn. It could be this season. You know, Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen, uh, uh, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey as like the core of our team were not youthful. Um, and so that's where a universal piece of advice doesn't work in Dynasty. 
There are reasons to hold on to Devontae Adams, to write him into the ground, and there are reasons to trade Devontae Adams. I am still of the mindset that I would like to capitalize on Devontae Adams. Um, he has been so good, especially after this last week. I mean, 20 targets, two touchdowns, 172 yards. This is the week. Just like I said, you don't try to trade for Keenan Allen right now. This is the week you try to trade away Devontae Adams if you are in the situation where you want to get something for him before he expires. You try to get a young stud wide receiver plus another pick. You know, it, right now, Jackson Smith and Jigba is trash. We talked about him on uh, on the main show yesterday morning about he is not good right now for redraft. His outlook isn't good. His snaps are going down. His total uh, counting stats are going down. He's probably someone that maybe you need to cut. But if, you, if you're telling me I could get JSN plus a first, something like that, and I know that sounds crazy, uh, people might be like, no one would do that. There are so many leagues where you can get a trade like that done. Um, I was able to do this in our league um, back in the day when I traded Julio for the aspiring uh, up-and-coming wide receiver named C.D. Lamb and a first-round pick. I got C.D. and a first for a guy that the next season was done. His career was over. Um, that's how you stay relevant every year. So um, if you're in a position where you are like the the absolute favorite to win the league, your team is the best, okay, I'm holding on to Devontae Adams. I, you, 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 it doesn't do you any good to not win championships and build for the future. Win it now. But I do have some fears over his archetype, um, over the future of the Raiders. I don't trust the organization. There's a lot of reasons to be a little bit more fearful, none of which are what he's doing on the field, though. He's absolutely outstanding. How are you guys approaching Devontae Adams? Did you guys see the quote that he after the loss? I mean, it's speculative, yeah. but... Yeah. But it it goes to your point Jason like it is not what he signed up for when he signed a what 5 year deal worth 140 million with his Oh and that's what you got to sell him on. He has 4 more years under contract. This is a superstar who is going to be great for many many more years. Right. The quote was he said after after they lost, which by the way, they've put up 17, 10 and 18 points so far. And he's been awesome. And he's basically been their whole offense. Jacoby Myers has been pretty good too. But after the loss, he said, I don't got time to just wait around. It's not my mentality to take all season to figure it out. So I get it. It's a frustrating situation. So I guess when I'm I'm thinking about where we're at, like you mentioned JSN, Garrett Wilson's also been a name where like people thought like, oh, well, that's who Garrett Wilson is going to be. He's going to be Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that's a different situation. If you're a rebuilding team, would you rather have Devontae Adams or a JSN or Garrett Wilson type bets. What do you think? I mean, uh, oh, that's Kyle. Come on, don't ask silly questions. Obviously, yeah. if you're rebuilding, you want. But I would want one more than Garrett Wilson right now. Uh, really? No, I, you if can't you're, get if more. If you're than... rebuilding, I, if you're rebuilding, I would trade Devonte Adams for Garrett Wilson straight up. I mean, you can ask for more. I would ask for yes, more. ask uh, for more. Sure, <laughs> ask for more. You're not. People are smarter these days. Like Garrett Wilson going into the season was a second round redraft pick. Right, like everyone knows, but everyone knows the situation right now, of course. But his archetype is awesome. Draft capital is awesome. He's awesome. 
So I would be absolutely shocked if you could just move him straight up. If if the if the teams match, right? If you've got a contender trading away um, uh, Garrett Wilson for Devontae Adams, I'd be shocked. But shoot for more. If you can pull that off, do it. That's It's basically the trade you made, Jason, which is Julio Jones was still looked at as a top wide receiver. CeeDee mm-hmm. Lamb hadn't done it yet. And you got CD plus, right? Plus a first. That's what I'm saying. I think that you can get more because of what the contract states and he just looks awesome. Like if you just watch Twitter highlights only, if someone's just like, oh, I'm only going to look at Devonta Adams. It's like, he's always open. He's really good. So I, I think you can get more is what I'm trying to say. I, I think people don't think of him as just expiring as just he's done. But I agree, Jason, like it's scary. It's scary. Like Make what- sure. Yeah. It, we, everyone knows his age. People receiving Devonta Adams will be worried. The one thing that will uh, quell their fears is the contract. You need to make sure that they are aware that he is under contract for four more years because that is very appealing for a dynasty manager to say, oh, okay, this is a player who's got getting big money for a long time. He's dominating. This isn't, you, you know, you, you you just say, look, I'm, I'm playing more for the future. I want youth. I'm not going to win it this year. But Devontae Adams, he's not going anywhere. He's under contract four more years, and he's dominating. Uh, give me Garrett Wilson plus. Yeah. All right, Betts, hit us with the next one. Yes, I'm going to talk about a quarterback who, after week one, I'm not going to lie, I was terrified. <laughs> I think everyone was when we saw the Seahawks play football, where Juno Smith was the quarterback 25 on the week. We were all terrified. Then we had the offensive line issues, and we were like, okay, th- like this feels like a make-or-break week going into week two against the Lions. They're down their starters on offensive line. You know, It could be a real concern after what we saw in week one. But over the last two weeks... Gino has really turned it around. 8.1 yards per attempt. This team is 7th in neutral situation pass rate. They're 8th in no huddle rate. So like from a fantasy perspective, we like those things. DK Metcalf, we know is awesome. Tyler Lockett has shown zero signs of slowing down in the first couple of weeks. He looks great. And I know we just mentioned, you know, for redraft, like JSN is obviously a concern. But I still feel like I want to bet on him emerging down the stretch as rookies usually do. The offensive line will eventually get healthier. So I think Geno's got a chance to bounce back and stabilize in fantasy. It's been a very up and down, right? Quarterback 25, quarterback 8, quarterback 17. Where's the truth? And I think with all those things considered, I think Geno Smith will rebound and be a high-end QB2, which for Superflex leagues I think is very valuable. But he's 32.9 years old, so you could say, look, he's almost 33. You know, the offensive line is an issue. You could sell these things in a trade. But I do think Geno Smith bounces back and – I think you might even get a starting year next year for him, just given that they do not have a plan behind him right now. I mean, it's Drew Locke, but there was talks all draft season right back in April of like, well, do they take their quarterback of the future and sort of use Geno as like a bridge? I don't think that's happening next year. The year after, sure, possible. But you could be a contender and give up something not that expensive to go get, I think, a rock-solid QB2 for your Superflex League. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. They're not going to be in a position to draft quarterback i believe wholeheartedly that if anthony richardson fell to them where they were drafting at five he he would have been the pick gino would be a bridge quarterback um but that didn't play out that way and so the seahawks are going to be too good to be up you know at a top five pick again they they weren't a top five pick last last year they just the the broncos were and they had the broncos pick thanks russ so what about just in a one quarterback league where you are you're saying, I don't have an elite option 
but I want to mix and match my starters. Like is he feels like somebody that might be undervalued one because he's old, but also because quarterback is something that just kind of sits on people's rosters. So do you feel like Gino, like you could swap like Jordan Love or somebody else that you could say like, hey, I'm I don't believe in Jordan Love, or I need to be able to throw out a, a second or something. Like in a one quarterback league, I think he can come a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks are generally just not valued in Dynasty in one QB leagues, except for, you know, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts of the world and those guys, obviously. But yeah, these kind of like middling options to to high-end QB2s carry almost no value in these sort of single quarterback leagues. So yeah, I think you could literally be like, hey, I'll give you a second for him. What do you think? He's he's your backup anyway. If someone is willing to move on as a rebuild team, it seems like a a win-win for both sides. You you can probably get Gino for a second in a single quarterback league. Um, yep. I don't know if I heard you right or misheard you, Kyle, but Jordan Love. Let's just talk real quick. Who would you did? Were you saying you would trade Jordan Love for Geno Smith? Because I would much rather have Jordan Love in a. Dynasty if I'm a league. rebuilding team, that's fine. I I'm just saying, like, who would I rather have rest of season? I don't think I'd want to have Jordan Love to like build to bridge together my team. He's a volatile player who is. The only completion percentage he has better is Zach Wilson. His games are real erratic. And I don't know if I would trust him week to week. So, I mean, it would probably be some picks. Like, I'd rather have, you know, Gino, it'd probably be Gino, you know, and you need some picks and stuff. But I don't think I'd rather have Jordan Love rest of the season. Is that hot? Um, Rest of the season, no. I, I mean, if you're just talking basically redraft, who has more fantasy points? From week four through week seventeen, I would still put my chips on Geno Smith, and that's what I'm saying um, as a but, bridge for in a dynasty league. I'm not looking for this as like, but I I don't know if I could trust Jordan Love rest of season for my team. Yeah, I think I think the the Packers appear to be on their way to be a playoff contending team, and that's all they need to be for Jordan Love's value to be secure. If they're a playoff contending team, then Jordan Love has at least two years probably maybe even more assuredly than than uh than Gino and um he's rushing the ball enough where you've got you've got a good baseline like right now he's on pace for 420 rushing yards and if you've got that as a baseline in fantasy yeah he's uh what is he completing 53% of his passes puke but he also you know he hasn't had Christian Watson available uh Dobbs has been a little hobbled so he's you know and and a good uh outlet out of the backfield and Aaron Jones I I I think I would rather have even since I think it's close enough take as a bridge if you're I'll take the younger yeah and I maybe that's not the right name would you rather have Geno Smith or Kenny Pickett in Dynasty Geno Smith, I I don't believe that Kenny Pickett will ever amount to a That's, fantasy asset at this I point. I think it, I think at some point you're trying to swap in a one quarterback league youth for somebody who you think can be a bridge. So it's there's some combination there. I I do like Geno a lot though. I think that's I think it's a good call, and hopefully hopefully we get some JSN action, guys. I I need it in my life. I'm gonna give one more player, and Jason, you can jump in whenever you want because this is James Conner, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, who. Just keeps going, man. Just just <laughs> keep going. I have him on one of my teams, and he's the RB7 right now in fantasy and half-point leagues, and he feels matchup-proof. Is that weird to say? Just like, just no matter what, like, he's going to be fine? Yeah, it is it is weird to say, but 
pretty much every matchup is a bad matchup. When you expect to lose the game going in, you're never going to be favored. Uh, I I think before the season, there might have been one week where the Cardinals were favored. Um, I, maybe that's changed now after beating the Cowboys, but uh, that was the expectation. So yeah, it's you're not playing matchups. You're you're saying. I mean, he was the running back six against Dallas's front, uh, who's great. He's been top twenty four all three weeks, and he looks the part. He just looks so so veteran solid. You know what I mean? Like he he's just he's not flashy. He's not fancy. It's just like hey, we're a young team without a lot of talent. Why don't we just keep giving the ball to the guy who just goes and gets us a couple good healthy yards every single play and you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of James Conner last year when he came back from injury and they just gave him the ball and he was the running back 25 14 6 4 12 5 15 and let me read you whether they were wins or losses l a, a win l l l l l l that's when he put up those numbers uh, they, they were losing every game but one, and uh, he was great. So, yeah, I, I do see him as kind of matchup proof. He's 28 years old. He's under contract for one more year. Next year, if they want to cut him, it's $3 million dead cap, and who knows what the team's going to look like from a personnel standpoint. But this is a team that's playing hard, and I traded for James Conner last year when he got hurt. And I just said, hey, I, I, need, I need a running back. I need a veteran, and I'd get him on the team. I got him for a second-round pick. This was before he went off. So I feel like I am just playing with free money right now. But he it, it does scare me if I was not a contender with this guy. It's like, okay, well, now I need to... I think I would want to trade him right away. But look, I found this stat out. James Conner, there are three running backs this year that have four or more runs of 15-plus yards, okay? Raheem Mostert is one of those, which, duh, makes sense. Najee Harris is one of those. But leading the league with five runs of 15-plus yards is James Conner. We're not just getting like little dump offs and that's it. Like we're getting big plays from this offense. So I don't know if Jason, you can speak to it, but what I saw against Dallas, the offensive line actually played pretty well. Yeah. The offensive line's been doing some cool stuff. I, li I like what they've been doing scheme wise, getting some of the linemen out on the move, but also, you know, it's funny because James Conner is not a breakaway player. Right. He's not an explosive athlete. You talk about he has he's leading the league in runs of 15 yards or more. Is that yep. what you said? Okay. His highest run of the season is only 26 yards. It's caught. Right. Uh, then, he, then he has a 22-yarder. Like 15 to 18, that's that's his breakaway. He does it all the time. It's just like he. it takes people to bring him down. It takes a village. Uh, he'll get out. He'll break one tackle, break another, and then it, it, he gets about 10 more yards before the rest of the team catches up to him and takes him down. But it happens over and over and over. He's another player, though, that's like, you know, obviously his injury history. He plays a very violent, physical, uh, powerful role. And so he's not going to play 17 games this year. You do have to be realistic with that. Okay, so if you're not a contender and you have James Conner on your roster, I'm assuming you're trying to capitalize. So bets, Jason, like, give an offer that feels like, hey, you could trade him away, or if you're trying to acquire him, like, oh, I'd be willing to give this up. I 100% want a first-round pick for him. And with the running back landscape right now, I am sure that there is a team out there in your league that is dominating, who has great wide receivers, 
great quarterback play and is just dead at running back. And James Conner is the type of running back that's like, hey, you want to go win a championship? You pay up. You make people pay up right now. You get at least a first for James Conner or you don't get rid of him. I think too, though, like what's so funny about running backs like this is all offseason, people have been wanting to move on from James Conner. It's like, well, the Cardinals are going to be terrible, right? They're, they're terrible. They can, you can't start James Conner. And then like this stuff happens and we all hold on to those priors, which I understand. And so I think there's people like you could literally be like, hey, I'll give you a second for James Conner. And they're like, yeah, I've been trying to get out of this guy for two years now. Thank God. Like, that's my guy. So I think you could, you could get him for super cheap. Um, I would love to capitalize on a first if I could, if I have him and I am looking to move. But if you're trying to go get him, like it's not going to cost virtually anything, I don't think. Sure. Offer a second, demand a first. Just depends on which side you're on. If you're the Connor manager, though, like you and you're rebuilding, you're saying, like, I want a young receiver. You, your team's loaded. You're not even going to use this guy. I'm looking for the future. So, like, is it in the tier of Jahan Dotson? I, I would I would absolutely take Jahan Dotson. It, like if I'm unloading James Conner, I would trade him for Jahan Dotson for sure. Okay, same. That's what I think you're you're gonna get is a wide receiver who obviously has the pedigree, promise hasn't shown it yet, so he's undervalued because before the season, no chance that would get done, right? No chance. But now it's like okay, if you need this, I need this, and it's gonna cost you, and it's gonna cost you the future whatever of Jahan Dotson. My team can wait for that. Let me ask you two more names, both of you guys. Would you trade, because we, we just have so little information, a three-week sample size of a career. Would you be willing to trade away James Conner for Puka Nakua? Trade James Conner, get Puka Nakua? Yeah. I'd take the shot on that. He, I mean, he's looked great, and we've got, like you said, three games in a row of that. Now, the Cooper Cup coming back thing is a question mark, but rookies don't do this like this yeah. is not what they i think he's good i think he's legit good I, I do too i would do it kyle's hesitant he would do it um I, but what about what about tank that's Dell? the name i thought you were gonna say yeah i well i wanted the easy one first because i th i thought all three of us would trade james connor for puka tank dell has shown flashes but not you know puka's done it all three weeks he came out the gate tank hasn't done that tank didn't do much his first week did enough his second week was good again his third week. He's an itty bitty baby boy. Are you willing to take the chance that Tank becomes something really valuable in order to get rid of the known commodity veteran in James Conner? I think if my team is just doo doo and I, and I'm just I'm shooting for the moon at at future stuff, then I'm hoping I'm hoping he becomes Amon Ra light. And he kind of wants to, right? He's gone the same path of like, I'm going to write down every wide, every wide receiver. Um, so I think I would do that. Yeah, I think that seems fair. And a lot of it comes back to, to like the pre-draft evaluation of CJ Stroud. I know, I think all of us were pretty in on CJ Stroud, especially Kyle was big time in on that. And he has looked awesome. I love Nico Collins. I think he was a great buy this offseason if you traded for him. But like, it's those two dudes, right? Like, Robert Woods is declining. Noah Brown's just a guy. I don't think the John Mechie thing's ever going to happen. So I, I think I would do it. Yeah. I I love players like that, though, because Puka, Tank, we're talking about them in Dynasty going from, did you pick them up off the waiver wire or in your third round or fourth? And now all of a sudden, you're actually getting to trade for them or trade them 
for great assets. Like their dynasty's wild. So uh, those are old, bland, and, and overvalued players next week. Just a little tease, pro tease here. We're going to have an old guy with us. Andy's going to be on the show talking some trade oh. targets and um, trying to trade with Andy. You know, I haven't been in leagues nearly as long as you, but Andy is so hard to trade with. Um, be- really? Well, because that, he, that's surprising considering he does about 20 trades a week. It seems like he must be easy enough. That's what I'm saying. He does so many trades that when Andy starts talking to you, is there something he knows that I don't? And is he trying to work? Because he works all the way back from, I know he's trying to take advantage to, he wants to get an offer done. He's a, he's a trading fiend, that one. So You just got to, the, the trick with Andy is you just got to catch him at the right time. He's got to do it. All right, that's going to do it for the show. We'll see you next week. Fans Footballers Dynasty Podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Footballers Dynasty Podcast. If you want to take your dynasty skills to the next level, check out the fantasyfootballers.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.